Looks like they're, uh, the casting for young Han Solo has uh, reached final contenders. Are you still on the list? or? <laughs> well, seeing as I'm... Yeah, none of those things. Um, I nominate my daughter. <laughs> And overcast. Hey, why are you still following us? This is Up and Overcast, episode 14. Two geeks of a certain age getting acquainted after 25 years of pointing at each other from across the country and saying, Hey, I know that guy. I'm usually Scott Horn, and as usual, I'm joined by the usually unusual William Cooper. How are you doing tonight, Will? <laughs> is that a spring peep? Yes, it is. Seasonal seasonal noises you're seasonal, making over there? I am making a lot of seasonal noises. I am indeed. Most of them yawning because of the daylight savings time, which I say to annoy my wife because it's actually daylight saving time. But uh, I've taken <laughs> to say savings. And every time I say it, she goes, it's, it's saving. <laughs> it's like there's a little bank with daylight in it. Right. A little account, right. and you every day, we just mark every a little day, bit more savings of daylight yep, in there. Put a little bit of daylight in there. Um, then we make a withdrawal in March. <laughs> right. Isn't that how it works? Something like that. Big, big savings bank. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that's how I am. I also, I just wanted to share with you that um, my pre-podcast routine tonight involved... Um, my I'm I'm wearing glasses today, and right. my glasses have they have little pads that rest on your nose, right? I hope so. They well rather than of, spikes or yes, <laughs> well pins. I have I have lost one of them, so I have one pad, and then I have pretty much just the the cold hard sharp metal. I'm not sure I nose. understand. You don't have any electrical tape around. Well, because that's a good I, look. I don't know if it, you've seen that look. It's pretty oh, good. I have something even better. Do mm, tell. I have this little toilet paper thing uh, in the corner of my glasses, and very, very, very visible. And um, I forget. Last night I went grocery shopping wearing my glasses, and uh, I was having a great. I was chatting up the um, checkout people, and uh, yeah, they're girls, so of course I try to make them laugh because that's what I've done my entire life. Um, and they're laughing. I'm like, Hey, I still, still got it. Still make a people 30 years younger than I am laugh. This is good. I hope you're not confusing that with an uncomfortable titter. No, it was, it was a full on giggle. And then I got home and looked in the mirror and I had this huge wad of toilet paper. Hey, stuck. whatever gets the job done. Okay. <laughs> in the middle of my glasses. They were like, oh, Grandpa. You've still got it, but what you've got is toilet paper on your glasses. <laughs> That's what I have. Yeah, so do you have any follow-up, or should we do some more overview stuff? Um, well, I do have a I do have a uh, one follow-up here. Okay. Um, when I was um, doing the... Um, you know, I write up the episode blurbs, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I write up the, the things that you see on YouTube. Like you, what is wrong with me tonight? 
U-Tunes? What, what the hell is U-Tunes? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's like YouTube, I, iTube and U-Tunes. I got to be honest with you. I was worried about um, losing my mind, and uh, it's really heartening to see I'm not alone. <laughs> I tonight, same thing happened last week. I start the show and I can't, I can't speak at all. Um, so I write the little blurb that shows up in iTunes, and as I've been doing it every week, I've I've just been feeling this sense of deja vu. Like, you know, this is this is coming really easy to me, and it feels like. It feels like it's a muscle that I haven't flexed in a long time. And I don't know what that's all about. And then this weekend, I remembered when I was 15 or 16, um, probably 16, I um, my, my father worked at um, a local CBS affiliate in Columbus, Ohio, WBNS-TV. Channel 10. Channel 10. And I um, would work each summer as an intern various departments, news and promotions and all, all sorts of stuff like that. And I uh, worked two summers in promotions, which was my favorite place to work. And um, during my, my first or second summer, I can't remember which one, I got the job of... So when you have these local TV stations, there are reruns in the, in the afternoon. Things mm-hmm. like Mork and Mindy is a perfect example. But there were a couple of shows that were that were playing at that time. And as you came out of uh, like the soap operas, mm-hmm. you'd hear an announcer voice say, you know, next up on Mork and Mindy, Mork finds out that Mindy is, you know. It was a little a, blurb for the show, yeah. like a description. And then later on Friends, Monica runs into some trouble with blah, 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 blah. Um, I wrote all those. <laughs> wow. They, one day, I know, and it's weird to think about it now. And I, one day they just say, "Hey, why don't you try to write up one of these things that they announce?" And I wrote one, and then every single day, I wrote the thing that the announcer would say, coming out of the soap opera. And it's very similar to this, these episodes. But it got me thinking: like, I was like sixteen. Somebody and stuff you were writing was ending up on the air like that day. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I didn't think anything of it. And also somebody there was like, God, I hate this job. Hey, this kid can do this job. <laughs> so when I did this <clears throat> at work, I uh, we used our computer. We had one computer for the office that we used to do this stuff. And uh, can you guess what computer model it was? Um, I'll, you, I'll well, give you hints if you want. But. Well, I, I, I'm from the time frame I'm thinking of. It has has to be an Apple II or or a um, Atari. It is an Apple, but it's a different model than the two. I don't know. It was the Apple Lisa. Oh my God! <laughs> That's fascinating, isn't it? What a way to blow ten grand! <laughs> yeah. So a sixteen-year-old can type some letters on a screen, right? So our the promotions department spent a fortune on an Apple Lisa that I used to write up things like, "Hey, tonight Morg loses his pants, waka waka waka," and that's what we used it for. Man, what do you have going on? Oh, I got one more bit of follow up. A uh, confirmation of the. Husband being ignorant bias that uh, oh, yes. <laughs> that we talked yes, about yes. last week. I played that section for 
for Jane uh, last week after we recorded. Mm-hmm. And she just laughed and laughed. And afterwards, she just said, we're sorry. <laughs> she, she's like, yeah, it's totally, totally, totally true. And I reminded her of something she said um, uh, after, uh, after a movie we saw in the 90s. And I don't remember the title of the movie, but it was one of those Harrison Ford movies that was based on a Tom Clancy novel. Mm-hmm. Sure. Clear um, and Present Danger. Yeah, Clear like and Present Danger, something like that. Yeah. And so Jack Ryan is a government agent. Mm-hmm. And in one scene, there's a bad guy with a gun and he's with his wife in the street and he yells to her get down and she doesn't she starts <laughs> looking around and she almost gets shot <laughs> and jane said when your husband says get down you get down and then i had to counter her no you don't <laughs> he's your husband so you go what is that idiot talking about and you look around <laughs> We have a our shorthand now in the house is Peter Cetera. Every time that <laughs> something happens and, and Joe's like, you know, I say, she asks me a question, I answer it. And she's like, nah, I don't know. I'm like, Peter Cetera. <laughs> <laughs> or just start humming a few bars. <laughs> I should. Oh, that would be even more annoying. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> what are you singing? Nothing. Do, 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 do. She'll be like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anything going on out there in uh, Seattle? Um, Not too much. Just having spring. Spring uh, is springing. <clears throat> arriving. All What's that mean for trees? you guys out there? Do you get uh, birds and whatnot or animals coming out get... and making noise? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get. I just have this, this vision of all these animals coming out and just like, Mah! Um, we get birds and we get whatnot. A lot of whatnot mm-hmm. happening in the spring. Uh, we get an explosion of cherry trees that all come into bloom at the same time. Hmm. And then we have um, the the conglomeration of what I call the noisy bo- bird brigade, which is starlings. Um, that make this. They go <whistles> whenever you walk outside. Really super loud. Mm-hmm. Flickers, very, very loud. Crows and um, stellar jays. So in our neighborhood, there's not a lot of likes like, oh, tweet, 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 tweet. There's just a lot of yelling. <laughs> a lot of bird yelling all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> yeah, we got our birds back too. They're noisy. Yeah? Yeah. Um, can't remember what day it was. I think it was Sunday or something. I got out on the on the deck and I'm hearing these birds just going, Meh! they're like you know looking for each other you and i do the best bird imitations that was horrible that's that's really what we should be known for on the show is greatest bird imitations ever i don't think so (laughs) you're incorrect just ask your wife um so i went and grabbed my camcorder because it's got Mm -hmm. this really incredible zoom on it and i'm trying to zoom in on these birds and i caught a a cardinal up in a tree and it was the one making all the racket. And, yeah. um, I believe it was a, a, a lady cardinal just, Oh, hello. You know, making some news saying, Hey, time to get busy. <laughs> um, 
And uh, then I also, there were some red-winged blackbirds in a tree. But these guys elude me. I've been trying to take pictures of red-winged blackbirds in my backyard now for 20 years. And they're, they, they're, yes, I know. Uh, they turn away. They, mm-hmm. in, in this in this case, they just, even though I'm 100 yards from them, they're positioning themselves just so they're on the other side of a branch that my camcorder keeps focusing on instead of them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I assembled a little video, and I, I, we can put that in the show notes if you like, a uh, little spring bird video, a little short thing. Yeah, you shared that with me, and I, I, I had said to you it, it it brought back memories for me because it was like the the ultimate Ohio bird experience mm-hmm. with cardinals and red-winged blackbirds. That's mm-hmm. just like... Um, but I have the same problem with, 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 you know, when I lived in Ohio, I don't, I never took a, I lived there for 30 years. I don't think I have a single picture and I tried cause I love them. Right. I think they're probably one of those, um, of the smarter birds like, uh, yeah. Like the crows or whatever might be in Seattle. Yeah. They just don't, either that or just, you know, they just don't want, you know, their picture taken. Maybe they've mm-hmm. got some, some, some shit going on that they're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Right. I wasn't here. I was never here. <laughs> How do you think I got this red wing, huh? <laughs> Come over here. I'll give you give you a red wing of your own. Yeah, they are like that. They're like they're butch. Yeah, they are very much so. And they're always uh, swooping around the cat, trying to scare it. It's like they're they're there to protect the bunny rabbits or something. When the <laughs> cat's chasing a bunny rabbit, there's black wing, uh, red wing blackbirds dive bombing the cat. Maybe the rabbits have like maybe the rabbits muscle. Maybe they've mm-hmm. you know hired mm-hmm. them to. Could be. Hmm. It's a protection more, racket. A lot more going on there in the woods and and whatnot than you would think. Yeah. Hmm. So shall we move on to our first topic, which is related to all of this? Let's do that. Beyond the porch. I'm talking about. I don't know, 10 feet off the porch, so it's not real very far. Still beyond, technically. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got some really nice weather uh, for three or four days there at the end of the week last week, and uh, so I decided to try to tackle the mess that is my yard mm-hmm. after winter and all the wind and snow and everything. You know, there's tree limbs everywhere and stuff's tossed about, Um in particular, we have a big eyesore in our backyard that I've been meaning to deal with low these past 20 years, and uh, this year I actually took a stab at starting it. I told you I'll move out soon, okay? <laughs> oh, God. It's not a nice place you have. Let me describe it. <laughs> um, about 20 years ago, when uh, when the house was built here, they had to dig up an old farmhouse and to excavate it. And the guy who did the excavation kind of piled up some things that that would burn in a big pile in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And then he lit it on fire and left. <laughs> the fire grew out of control. The neighbors called the fire department. They came and put it out. What? So there's a big giant pile of partially burnt excavation crap in my backyard. 
weird. So he just just like threw a match and said, "See ya." Right. He didn't stay around. So when the when the fire department showed up to put it out, there was nobody there. So they, you know, they put it out. And sure, I, I yeah. wasn't there. The, the house wasn't built yet. This was uh, before we even started construction. Um, and in that, amongst that stuff, he had put a bunch of metal stuff that he found on the property. It, it's, it's just a big cluster of crap. It's mm-hmm. now and now it's a burnt cluster of crap. And I couldn't <laughs> do anything with it really. But the weeds grow really quick around here, so <laughs> it just kind of grew a barrier of pricker bushes and vines around it kind of covered it up and it's just this lump <laughs> and every year i just cut around it <laughs> wow and uh when our when we had to get rid of our old dead shed um i just broke it apart and threw it on top of the pile and we use it as a compost pile too and you know over the years we just kept dumping stuff there <laughs> well there's already shit here might as well put more okay why are you going to grow like a Terminator or something is going to emerge right. out of there one day? Right. But it's full of all these nooks and crannies caused by all these things being just thrown in there. And so it's a, it's basically a bunny rabbit heaven. Oh yeah. Okay. And it, now it's surrounded by a fortress of, of bricker bushes and vines. So it's like this perfect place. Place for the rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to take care of that this year. I want to start. First step is I got, uh, it's spring now. Those pricker bushes are going to start getting green and impossible to cut. Mm-hmm. If I tackle them now, cut them down at their roots, I can get to the burn pile. So I bought a five horsepower electric um, brush trimmer, hedge trimmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The most powerful one I could find. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Uh, about 15 minutes in, uh, the trimmer hit a rusty chain that was wrapped around some wire fencing <laughs> and oh, completely no. fried the motor. Just <laughs> oh. So I'm like, oh, that's 150 bucks well spent. Uh, uh, see, uh, the thing is fighting back. Right. Um, so I had to resort to manual tools like an animal. But it's been a very good workout, so it's become part of my uh, exercise program. Wow. And so I got it. You know, we got all the pricker bushes pulled away, and we started pulling stuff off the burn pile, and we, it's way too big to burn. It, right. Because it's way too close to the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say about me when I go out. <laughs> what are you going to do about this guy? He's, He's way, way too, too big, big to burn. burn. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, lots of put them into sections. <laughs> so that's what I did. I, I've uh, yanked off a lot of the stuff we've added to the pile recently and we put it in a separate place and we had a little bonfire. But I, let me tell you, it was fire starting was a challenge because the ground is pretty soggy out here. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, yeah. But we got it lit and we had a nice bonfire. So uh, that's my uh, spring outdoor spring cleaning update for, for early March. Wow, that sounds... Uh... Sounds amazing. So, uh, so do you haven't cleared this whole crazy excavation pile out yet, right? This is just oh no, first... I I I I I'm happy to I'd be happy to share a picture. Yeah, with everyone. We'll put that in the show notes. You'll see. Oh my God, how's he going to do with this mess? Yeah, I can't imagine. It, have you named? Have you named it so that? No, know, but you're... I don't. I don't know. You know, basically, I've, I've uncovered the ugliness. It, it, you, you wouldn't even have looked at it because it's just, just a lump of 
just a lump of green, you know, bushes around this thing. It's like, you yeah. know, we don't have no idea what it is. But now right. that's all laid bare and it's just this hideous mass of <laughs> twisted old roots and uh, pieces of old shed and it's wow. pretty gnarly looking. Who knows what you'll find? Well, I'm not going to find anything. I'm just going to burn it. Well, you, I, you might you might uncover, you know, Roman gold. <laughs> I don't know. I pulled out, a, <laughs> I, I did find a a, a, um, a can from like a soup can. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh, and it was all rusty and full of mud. And I'm like, gosh, I can't imagine how old this is. Let me look. And on the bottom it had stamped 2012. <laughs> <laughs> so it just blew in there from somebody yeah. else's yard. And or it's when you're out, you know, okay. When you had a little too much to drink and we're out having beans on the yard. Yeah, actually, Jane said she reckoned it was a raccoon brought it in there. It was, oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. They often get drunk. Yep. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Do you have anything else uh, beyond the porch-ish? Well, yeah, we did one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. That weekend, we um, I talked about wanting to go to Hamfest so that we can go to look for old computer junk, and my son wants to go for video games. Right. And he was casting about for something we could do locally, um, beyond the thrift stores that he's been going to. And I said, well, you know, they've got they've got flea markets that are open on the weekends that are indoors in Ohio. There's yes. a bunch of them. So yes, let's famous. go to one of those. And we planned a little trip, and we went down south of Columbus to one. Uh, and, uh, it, <laughs> it sounded great from the description. Oh, it's like boy. indoor, it's got a nice parking lot. You know, it's like, wow, this is really upscale for flea market. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's not like an old barn that's leaning and falling over and a bunch of folding tables out under a tent. It wasn't the flea market style that I'm used to from my youth. It was, you know, real building, real parking lot. Right. And uh, get there, and they they charge per car load. It's a dollar seventy five for no matter how many people you have in your car. So that's pretty pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, it's got several buildings all attached by that are all attached. So you go in one, and you can find your way to all the others. Um, but we walk in there, and immediately knew. Well, at first, everything. Not immediately. When we first walked in, the very first store um, booth we came to inside the f- the very first building was old computer games. Oh, great. Oh, wow. We hit the jackpot. So we're looking through there, and my son actually ended up buying something there. And he said, well, let's let's go look. You know, we want it's our first time here. Let's go see if everything is here. And we, by the time we got down the first row, I was like, I'm not sure I can stay for the rest of this place. <laughs> that bad? It was so, it was like, I went to these places a lot in the early 80s, and nothing has changed. It's not like, because when you're in there in the 80s, there was crap from the 70s. Yeah, right. It's 2016, and it's still crap from the 70s. <laughs> There's been no change. <laughs> It's probably the same crap. They're just still waiting it's for like someone I to buy It's like I expected it. instead of old AM, FM radios and dead wireless phones, there would be dead VCRs and DVD players. Yeah, right. No. Still, still no, AM, FM radios and dead phones. Wow. 
Uh, so we kind of did a speed run through the rest of it. Uh, just to make sure we've seen everything. And it's very interesting at the first build at the first thing in the first building and the last thing in the last building are the only two places you want to go there because those are the ones selling used video games. Oh man. So just, you can go there, walk in the first door and then go to the other door and, and you've done everything that's worth <laughs> seeing there wow. in about four minutes. So what did, uh, your, did your, did your son get some good, uh, some good he stuff? Got, he got an early PlayStation Metal Gear Solid game. Oh, yeah. very good. Yep. That is good. Uh, which means I'll, it looks like I'm going to have to set up a PlayStation 2 so he can <laughs> run it. Do you have one? Oh, yeah. Okay. I figured you did. <laughs> have one. Like <laughs> <laughs> we have a few in our basement too. But so. that made me think, you know, what maybe I should rent one of these booths for the weekend. Take my shit there and blow these people's minds. <laughs> oh, this is how it starts. Yeah, or maybe you could t- could take all the crap from the the giant pile in your backyard and just that drive would, it that out would, there. That would be it. yeah, and just sell it as a uh, as art. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Do-it-yourself archaeological dig, something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's uh, well. I'm glad he got some stuff at least. You got out into the to the spring and and did something. I'm sorry. Well, that, uh, yeah, we had it was a lesson, you know, lesson mm-hmm. learned. Don't go here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading about the uh, the uh, origin of the term flea market, and um, there's a lot of uh, argument about where that came from. Mm. But seems is there any seem... circus angle going on there at all? Or no circus angle, but it seems the the most popular uh, story about where f- the word flea market came from. It comes from France, uh, and it was named. Uh, there was a market um, that had upholstery of old furniture items, and it would um, fleas would infest them. And actually, it was named for for that. I thought maybe it was like certainly couldn't be named for fleas. I'm sure it was some sort of no, it's actually named because often the things that you bought there would you'd bring fleas home. <laughs> that's what you actually ended up acquiring. Right. That was the lasting part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's the gift that keeps giving right Indeed. there. So what do you say? You ready to move on? Let us move on. Please. <laughs> Music in rear view. Wow, that time that time already. It's that time already. Okay. I have a pristine item. Uh, it's from 1960. This album is called is from a band, a group called the Skipjacks. The title mm. of the record is Sweet, Hot, and Blue. Ooh. This is an early um, raunchy. Yeah, it's an early stereophonic record. Oh, okay. Great. And uh, you know that because the sleeve inside feels it needs to spend um, 18 paragraphs describing what is stereophonic (laughs) sound. (laughs) I'm going to read a little bit of this. Yes, please do. Stereophonic sound on records is finally here. It will be widely discussed, widely written about, and perhaps widely misunderstood. 
Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Stereophonic sound is the latest step in an improvement process that began about 80 years ago. Is, are they suggesting that they started working on stereophonic sound? <laughs> that's what it sounds like. 80 years before 1960. 1960. Yeah, that's, uh, so 1880? Just, just a few years after the Civil War, we decided to start working on the stereophonic <laughs> yeah. sound problem. The Civil War was over, and we're like, what are we going to do now? Yeah. Well, now they, now they, and then they cracked it 80 years later. They finally <laughs> cracked it. And uh, right. in listening to it, you will enjoy the highest achievement yet in the art of recording. So, chew on well, that. Well, I, I, yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be amazing sounding. Yeah, so this is some pretty cool stuff. This is more in that vocal category of um, the things we were listening to last episode. Um, mm-hmm. This first song is called How Are Things in Glockamora? And I want to spell that for you. <laughs> okay. Glock, it's two words, Glockamora. Mm-hmm. G-L-O-C-C-A-M-O-R-R-A. And maybe while we're playing it, you can Google that. Let me give you that again. It's uh, Glockamora, G-L-O-C-C-A-M-O-R-R-A, because it must be a place somewhere. Yeah, well, it's... uh, Okay, let me play this, and you can look that up. Please do. How are things in Glockamora? Is that little brook still leaping there? Does it still run down to Donnycombe? Through Killybanks, Kilcarry and Kildare. How are things in Glockamora? Is that willow tree still weeping there? Does that lassie with Twinkling eye comes smiling by, and does she walk away, sad and dreamy there, not to see me there? So I ask each weeping willow and each brook alone. How are things in Glockamora? It's very sleepy is how they are. By Tempo's the skipjacks. really, really. Yes. For, for a group called the Skipjacks, they're not mm-hmm. very skippy. <laughs> so I found out a lot of things about Glockamora while we were having that musical interlude. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the thing that you're tested uh, when you go to the eye doctor. Uh, oh, it's glaucoma. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me close that tab. That's not it. Uh, damn, damn autocorrect. <laughs> Glockamore. How are things in Glockamore? It's a popular song about a fictional village in Ireland. <laughs> okay. And it, it has quite a history. It was introduced in the original production of Finian's Rainbow, which you may have heard of. It's oh, show. I, I, I've lit that show as an oh. amateur uh, lighting guy in summer theater. Well, that song is in... The uh, production. I do not recall it. 
Yeah, and a lot of it's just covered by many, many people. Uh, Bing Crosby and um, the, the jazz covers. Um, the song was period, period. <laughs> there was a period. We should probably start this over. <laughs> of that song. <laughs> no, <go ahead. laughs> by Scotland the What. Hmm. Um, about the fictional Aberdeenshire village Akhtatura. And how are things in Akhtatura? <laughs> so they, that was a little too weird. So they came up with Glockamora. Yeah. Uh, it's just all over the place. It's It's been referenced in uh, Sports Night and All in the Family in Mad Men, and there's even an indie rock band called Glockamora. <laughs> so I need to, we need to, need to Get, hear some Glockamora. Yeah, we, need, we need to drop that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, we need to find out what the kind of stuff they do. So yeah, it's very, very popular. Once again, it's, you know, something mm-hmm. that... <laughs> we thought you was were, obscure, and hey, yeah, it was all you're, the you're, rage in its day. I'm sure your mom listening to this is like, yes, it's Glockamora. Oh, yes. No. The song, How Are Things Glockmore? I don't think so. No? I no. thought maybe everyone would know what that no, is. But my parents are counterculture. <laughs> they weren't into that square stuff. <laughs> she might be into the indie group, though. Oh, okay. Glockmore. And there's one other song from there I want to give a spin. Okay. Uh, it's a little track called <laughs> Do It Wait, Yourself. I, I just <laughs> have to tell you. <laughs> Glockamora, the indie group. Uh, their first album is called Wussy Pillow. <laughs> so That's there's good. that. <laughs> That's a good play on words. I like yeah. that. Yeah, Wussy Pillow. Okay, so what's the uh, what's the next one? Next one's called Do It Yourself. All right, fine. Yeah, it's a, a self help uh, instruction. Too. I think. Oh, okay. Mopping up the floor, but just do it. Don't send a friend who's true to pitch your woo for you or you rue it. Do it yourself. Don't fake it. If you're a fake, you won't make it. Wait for a break and then take it. For time and tide, they wait. For no man, go, 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 man, do it. To prove a point at hand, just look at Omar Sandish who blew it. He said, John Alden, will you go and ask Priscilla to do it? Miles got the heave ho. Priscilla said, now that Miles is gone, speak for yourself, dear John. He blew it, so do it, do it, do it yourself. There you go. Somewhere in the middle of that song, it turned into uh, talking of Miles Standish, the courtship of Miles Standish with uh, 
Is that you what all that, that name dropping was? Alden, I yeah. They started dropping all these names. I'm like, who are these people? Yeah, it's kind of a it's it's a it's a long story, but the courtship of Miles Standish is an 1858 narrative poem, which was written shortly before they started to work on stereo uh, sound. Oh, okay. 1858 mm-hmm. by uh, Longfellow about the early days of the Plym- Plymouth Colony. Hmm. So. I, I liked the song and it, I liked I like I liked the cool little rhythm and then suddenly in the middle of it it was like oh, we're suddenly throw you know throw all some the name dropping I didn't know that I thought they're they're talking about Miles Davis <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I I just knew but that you recognize those names so interesting. I recognize the names because we studied uh, Longfellow a lot in uh, in high school so I had remembered this stuff but uh, mm. I like that a lot that's really uh, it's good good sounding too. Oh yeah, this record was pristine. I was like, it looked great. I was wow. I was really surprised it was that old. Yeah, it's in great shape. It sounds. There fantastic. is a little blurb about "Do It Yourself" on the back. It says, oh. um, "Do It Yourself" is a new Stein Comden Green collaboration. Oh well, whoever of course. The now they now are, you say it. Written especially for the film version of "Bells Are Ringing." Okay, well. And we're back to Dean Martin. It's a 1960 romantic comedy musical mm. starring Judy Holliday and Dean Martin. Mm, sounds good. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, a little Dean Martin theme there because Dean Martin uh, had covered Glockamora mm. as well. So, you know, a con- little Dean Martin conspiracy here, <laughs> I think, going on. Yeah? Well, there are. If you've ever... These people are on cahoots with each other. You put put those two songs together, and you're you're glockamoring yourself, <laughs> which is illegal in 1960. Dangerous. <laughs> well, well, thanks great. for looking all that up for us. I think that's yeah, great. Sure, sure. I'm. Uh, that's what I'm here for. But uh, that's good stuff. I really, I just this has such a nice. I mean, I was joking about the sound quality before, but once you played it, I'm like, wow, that's a really good sound to it. Mm-hmm. Real smooth and layered. So, yeah, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Skipjacks. Look them up. We do. You already did. We don't have to. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't look up the Skipjacks, but okay. I looked up the songs. Well, but yeah, I, mean, I got to leave something to the imagination, right? Yeah, we should. Yeah. So... Having done that, maybe it's mm-hmm. time to uh, tell people how they can uh, contact us. Well, you can go right over to upandovercast.com or you can go to facebook.com slash upandovercast and see our show notes and uh, information on how to subscribe. Uh, and if you feel like yakking at us for any reason at all, you can email us at podcast at upandovercast.com. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. We heartily encourage everybody to do that. Yes, please do. So maybe I was a little harsh on the on the flea market. Mm. I mean, where else are you going to get entry by the carload for just a dollar seventy five? Same place you find deer nuts, both under two bucks. <laughs> Do you, do you think they'll be able to tell that we wrote that in advance? No, never. That was completely, <laughs> that was the best acting I've ever done. Kidding.
None of this is scripted. Master Thespian. <laughs> Acting. <laughs>